Welcome back to the Meetness in Paris podcast. I am Zen, and this is a podcast about all things travel, be it food, what to pack for your next trip, or your next exotic destination. And with me, as always, is Emily. Hello. Hey. Hi. Hello. Have you warmed up from the Denver trip? Oh, yeah. Kind of. (laughs) Well... Definitely this week. This week was really hot. <laughs> it's better than Alaska, right? That's true. Better Alaska? than Alaska. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> and speaking of keeping warm, unfortunately, Kristen couldn't make it today because she's in Hawaii. And we're well, going to talk about fortunate for her. Yes. But we're going to talk about that in a future episode. But I got someone equally as good to hang out with us today and it's one of my bestest buddy and that is my friend Shant. hello hello hi Sean. To- hey <laughs> hey i was gonna say ciao buongiorno but we can save that for later <laughs> that's what you're supposed to say i know i know i know okay so if you have hung out with us in the past for a while you may recognize Shant's voice he is the smooth baritone, baritone orator of some of our sponsor plugs. And you may recognize him from our Flor- specifically our Florence podcast a few years ago. I think it was a few years ago, at least a year ago. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah. Um, so you might be wondering why we called Chunt back. And it's because he has some new experiences to share about Florence because he moved there for a little over a month recently and is back with us uh, to tell us a little bit bit about some everyday experiences um, to share. Yeah. Cool. Right. So, but before we dig in, here's a quick word from our sponsor. At 21, Steve jobs founds Apple computer. Colonel Sanders is 62 when his first KFC franchise opens success can come at any age. Need help jumpstarting your success? With thousands of courses and 60-plus certificate programs, UCI Division of Continuing Education can help. Courses are offered every quarter, so start today at ce.uci.edu forward slash amazing. Again, a quick overview, or if you missed our last episode on Florence... Let's just do a little background. Uh, Leonardo da Vinci was born just outside of this city. The story of Pinocchio was written there. And David the Giant Slayer resides there. Of course, we are talking about Florence, one of the most charming cities in Europe, full of history, art, and beautiful architecture, all while still maintaining a small city feel. And also of note is a famous, the famous leather trade stemming to its location near the Arno River, which provided the river provided a water supply for the leathers tanning. Wait, is tanning the same thing as leather? Sorry, I'm like re- reading this all through the no, first. No, no, no. That's, that's the, the process. Process exactly. The process. Okay, the process there we go. Of turning hides into leather. Yeah. Ah, okay. So they're related, but they're not the same. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, you learn these things when you're in Florence. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Um, and Florence is hailed as being the birthplace of the Renaissance. Uh, the whole city center is designated as a UNESCO World Heritage Site. Okay. So there's some background for you. Um, but Sean, okay. take it Thanks, away. Emily. So I'll... um. So fun fact. So everyone says Leonardo. I mean, let's just 
just when you said that, it just reminded me. So everyone just says Leonardo da Vinci, right? Like just rolls off the tongue. But da Vinci, it really means from Vinci. And I think Vinci is has to be like a city. I'm not sure where my geography still. I'm learning where oh all gosh. these beautiful places in Italy. But yeah, so his name, his last name, I mean, was something else. And I don't have it with me on hand. We can easily look it up. But it's like Leonardo from the city of uh, or the province. Exactly. Oh my god! Kind of funny, so his, right? family, his family is from the area. Yeah. Yeah. So it's really funny. And I, I'd love to talk to you guys about this too. But things that we just say so normally, we don't really think about because it's just, you know, it's just common phrase to just say it, right? And we learn these words and these phrases. But that's literally, yeah, that's what that means. And I was like, oh my God. Yeah. Because we think his full name is, you know, Leonardo. That's his da Vinci. name. Yeah. It's, it's so my, my, my wife's maiden name translated to english is past the water her oh, maiden wow. last name wow. is oh. past the water so like i mean in, in italian it's a direct translation so i mean it's it's interesting that you know past oh, that's right uh what wait what her last name um pasalacqua Pasa, yeah pasalacqua dude that's so yeah that's cool man <laughs> anyways it's awesome so let's start out sean first thing yeah. is um how long, uh, like, how long were you there, and how, how did you manage to get that time off to suspend over there? Right. So, um, so I was there, like you said, a little bit um, over a month, um, and uh, you know, I just, I mean, the whole thing with COVID, you know, people having to learn to work remote, um, people realizing that a lot of, and not every job, of course, but you know, at least my job in particular. A lot of it, me being a video editor, I could do really the same thing remotely, you know, with just footage being handed to me or whatever. And so, yeah, it was kind of like a perfect, uh, I mean, I hate to use the word storm because I mean, <laughs> COVID was kind of a storm, but um, it uh, it just allowed me to be like, hey, you know, I think this can really work. And, um, you know, I just had to adjust for the time difference. That was really the biggest thing for me. And and, you know, that was a little bit like, okay, can I really do this? Um, because the hours were going to be from 4 p.m. to 2 a.m. working Whoa. there. Oh. Yeah. But you know what? I mean, I'll, I'll, I mean, at the end, I'll save this. But, I mean, humans are very resilient and very adaptable. That's one thing I definitely learned from this trip. And uh, Sounds so, yeah. like you were an art student. Yeah, right. <laughs> a student, I didn't go to except, bed until 4 a.m. Right, except a little more money. <laughs> a lot more money. A lot more <laughs> money, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, anyways, it all worked out. Um, and, you know, again, I was just fortunate that everything kind of lined up. And with, with my job being so digital, um, yeah, it was really just accounting for the, um, you know, the the time shift. So I before we get even further, what I should say is Sean went to Florence about a year and a half ago or two years ago. You know, Z, it was uh, almost three years ago. Actually, oh my gosh. Yeah. <sighs> you got to adjust so. time for okay. COVID. I, it's crazy. Oh my God. Okay. So, so, oh, that's right. So Sean went about three years ago. Mm -hmm. And the thing is that it turned out, you know, was it your sister? Someone, my, your sister? So my, my cousin, my our mm -hmm. first cousin on my mom's side. So my mom's sister's uh, daughter had her wedding there. And um, she married an uh, Albanian and um, they, because Italy was so close on that side of the world, you know, and who doesn't want to make a trip to Florence? So they decided <laughs> to 
have their wedding uh, there. And there's um, there's a church there. Uh, I think it was uh, Santa Maria Novella. And so they got married there. And I never, I mean, I never went to Italy in all my life. I was just dreaming about going. And, you know, I mean, and I'll talk, talk to you guys yeah. a little bit about this later. Cool. But yeah, so anyways, I, I went there three years ago and it was like the whole universe just clicked for me and was like, Sean, you need to be here. Like you need to experience this. And so three years later, yeah, you know, I, I made it happen. <laughs> and I'll mention a few things that happened between then and now is that Sean fell so much in love with Italy that he made it his life's goal to go back <laughs> and live like a local. He spent nights every night and on his weekends and he learned the language on his own and, and between yeah. like <laughs> between like, like watching old batman films in like with a, <laughs> with the spanish oh, wow. with italian and italian and such like that oh it, yeah exactly i mean any i was so desperate to just and i try i mean i tried everything and, and this was actually a really important part of my experience was What's it like to learn a language, you know, from scratch for the first time, you know, it, when you're in your mid thirties, you know, and to just go through what our students, you know, at DCE mm -hmm. have to go through as, uh, you know, ESL students, you know? And so, I mean, but yeah, I mean, at the time I was trying to grab any, I didn't care if the film was interesting or not. It was like, if it has Italian subtitles or is dubbed in Italian, you know, I'm watching it. And, um, and then, I started watching QVC, uh, so QVC Italia. So, yeah. So, so I mean, that was like that was the best thing because I, I tried everything and and different apps and different stages of learning are right for the time. But then you kind of plateau and then you need to kind of try something new, right? Right. So yeah. So every morning I'd like. Whether my con the contractors who came in our house liked it or not, I was like blasting Italian, uh, you know, QVC and hearing these ladies talk about like, oh, you know, this jacket is not it's not just a normal jacket. This is, this is a special <laughs> jacket Ma made it made in Italy. And they they milk that term for everything possible. And of course, we eat it all up. Um, but that was a really that really, really helped me a lot because it was. It yeah. And, and my favorite, actually, you actually had started to learn a little bit when you went the first time. And my favorite thing that you said to me is like, Zen, they're only so helpful because the whole time I was in Italy, I never saw a monkey and I never saw a banana. So exactly, exactly. I mean, and look, I love Duolingo. I uh -huh. nothing bad about, I mean, to say negatively, but I mean, you need to learn phrases that you're actually going to use. You oh, know right. I mean, again, no, I didn't see it. I didn't see a monkey. <laughs> did not see a banana, unless you're talking about banana, you know, gelato banana like flavor. Sure. Well, but you did find a banana then. Finally, I did. I finally did. I finally did. I finally did. Exactly. <laughs> okay. So um, now that we got that out of the way, yeah. we we now know how you got there. Tell us a little bit about your. <laughs> A little bit about your experience sure, being a sure. local. So, so you know, this was just to preface. I mean, this was my first time ever, like going to a country completely alone, where I don't, you know, I'm, I don't speak the language like fluently. I'm trying, you know, I was like trying as hard as I could to prep conversation wise, 
And so, you know, there's this moment where it kind of hits you like all big decisions and you're like, oh my God, this is happening. Like, this isn't just, uh, you know, it's not next week. It's not whatever. It's like, this is happening today. I'm getting on a flight, you know, one way. I mean, it's kind of a one way ticket for a while, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, so yeah, it started to kind of hit me in the plane and, uh, you know, I hear some people talking in Italian to, to uh, ladies trying to find their seat and, you know, I start smiling and I'm like, all right, this is going on. So part of my goal was I, I really wanted to experience it as, as a local, as if I was like trying to be one of the Florentines as, as best as I could, right. As like an Armenian American going there and just being like, okay, I'm open to anything. I'm going to try and just immerse myself. So out of all the cities, like, of course I chose Florence because, um, you know, birthplace of the Renaissance. And I mean, I played the Assassin's Creed games forever. And I mean, no, but I mean, we, we laugh, but this, that actually in some small, but very profound way, like made the whole city come alive for me and just that whole era because i mean all we have otherwise are just pictures and um you know music and uh paintings you know but it just yeah so anyways i mean it, it got this ro this romanticized idea kind of in my mind of like i want to experience like what it was it must have been like and was like you know as best as i could to go there so um so i get there and <laughs> you know, I'm, uh, I'm as much Italian as I knew to like get a taxi and uh, to get there. And the guy just like dumps me off. And, you know, luckily I, I said the right uh, street name and number and everything. And so we found our, we found our place. Okay. But yeah, then it, he drove off and it's just me with two luggages in the epicenter of Florence. And I'm like, okay. Um, so, I mean, God, there's so much I could, I could talk about. And Z, feel free to kind of guide me if you if you you know anything specific but um i will say maybe just a broad thing and we can get more specific is that there's something really different about staying in one city not hopscotching around not like doing you know all the tourist things and just like letting the city unfold itself and reveal itself to you you know and um sometimes we don't get that because we want to see everything so fast. It's like, Oh, you got to see this. You got to experience this. You got to taste this. You got to do this, but you don't like, you're not a part as much of a part of the, yeah, just, just like letting the city kind of wrap its arms around you, you know, in the morning and the, at dusk at nighttime, like what, what that dynamic is like, you know, when, when all the crowds are kind of gone and, you know, you're kind of outside the city realm a little bit, like what, you know, that's kind of where I feel like the magic of, a lot of Florence's that sometimes people don't get to experience. Um, so anyways, there's plenty of places I went um, that were just like little alleyways that I just took and just revealed themselves to me. And, and, you know, just these beautiful houses overlooking the Duomo on like the, you know, the back hillside um, uh, near Piazzale di Michelangelo and all these other places. So, um, but every week that I was there, I started feeling a little bit, um, different. So the first week you go, you're like, it's just, yeah, it's cool. It's culture shock. You know, you're so like, what was it yeah. like? A, describe a first day that you had. What, yeah, what, okay. what was that look like? So the first day, so the first day, um, 
So I had my host who is fantastic and just a wonderful human being full of life and laughter. Her name's Laura. She met me there. She, uh, you know, I got into my beautiful Airbnb that she redid from the ground up. I mean, it had everything I needed and wanted. Um, and, uh, yeah, you know, she said, if you need anything, just let me know. And I got situated and, um, uh, it, it just, I wanted to see the first thing I wanted to see was like how close I was to the Duomo because we were like, I was very, very central, you know, in, in the city. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was literally a 10 minute walk, not maybe like seven minute walk to the Duomo. And it just blew my mind that this thing that people come all over the world to see, right. For maybe like, maybe they get to see a couple hours in their entire life, like total time wise. I could see anytime I wanted, like for whatever reason I wanted, however I wanted. Um, That's how I feel about Disneyland. <laughs> right, oh, right. That's a good comparison. <laughs> no, but it's true. It's like, and and you know what? It's funny. Um, so I was, so of course, after my host opens the door and I see this beautiful apartment with everything I need and would want, um, Laura, who's who's just amazing, and I'd be more than happy. She's like a super host. I mean, got like four point nine <laughs> nine stars, like out of five, like you know dozens of reviews. She's amazing, so I'd be more than happy to connect anybody if they're going to Florence if they need an Airbnb. She is the best. Anyways, um, so I'm like, all right, well, I'm obviously not staying in the apartment. I'm I'm going out, and uh, so I'm so hungry. I'm like, okay, let me see if there's. Uh, just some place I can go get food and stock up, you know, so, you know, because I have a mini fridge and everything uh, at the house. Um, so they have these uh, food chains called Conad. So it was kind of funny. I was like, Conad, like, like Conan the Barbarian? <laughs> <laughs> There's a ton of them. There's like, you know, they're everywhere. And so I was like, well, this is amazing because I can walk to, you know, whichever one I want. Um, so I go and it's like, Guys, like the Conad's like the suit, it's like the 7 Eleven there, okay? But it's like the food is like, I mean, it's you know, it's like better than Whole Foods, you know what I mean? At like, (laughs) and I mean, it's not like hot dogs that have been rolling around for the last six hours, and uh, yeah, the hot dogs are just sausages, it's slurpees, salami, yeah. (laughs) So, my mind was just like. Okay, I was prepared, but not like to this level where it's just so casually, you know, gourmet food. It's like, I mean, just in such a casual, you know, kind of chain store, right? Um, of course, there's tons of like foreign, you know, international people who are buying things too. And, you know, I see all different ethnicities and uh, languages I'm hearing. Uh, so I'm like, all right, I'm going to grab some salami. Not some, a lot of salami, a lot of <laughs> cheese, a lot of pesto, like whatever I could find. And... um uh, yeah. And I'm practicing, you know, I'm like trying to, cause I'm like, all right, I need to, even though it's going to be uncomfortable and challenging, I need to practice my Italian. Right. And so I'm there, um, and about to check out and, you know, they're, they're asked, they're like, Oh, like, di dove sei? which is like, from where are you from? Fr- where are you from? And I'm like, Oh, you know, sono armeno. I'm Armenian. Vengo da California. I come from California. And then they're like, they like, freeze or the lady froze she's like ah california (laughs) (laughs) like how beautiful and so but it hit me in that instant like you know 
for different people on different sides of the fence, the grass is greener on the other side. You know, some of these people, they've been there. They're in, I mean, it's just was so funny because I, I flew all the way there, this long trip. And like, finally, I get there, like, so excited. Like, I'm here. This is like the new world for me right now. And then somebody just instantly being like, oh, California. Like, you know, and just thinking that they want to, um, Move like, their learn English yeah. and move there for right. It's like exchange places with me, you know. Um, so it, it was a really good reminder that, like, you know, I think there's of course something very human in all of us that we want to travel to a new place and experience, you know, something completely new, and that's exciting enough for us, you know. And and um, so anyway, so that was re- that made me definitely laugh and. You know, I said, okay, this is my first day here. I'm going to be going to these Conad places a lot because it's like basically where I'm doing all my food shopping. I better get to know the people here because whether they like it or not, I'm not a tourist who's going to disappear 24 hours from now. Like you're going to be seeing me a lot. So so I tried to, you know, um, get to know people every time I went to the the supermarkets and like chat with them and um but anyways, I mean, that that was over time. But for the first day, I came back. I like all my batteries were dead. Like, no, <laughs> like not all my luggage was just like thrown on my bed. I didn't have a care in the world. I'm just sitting with a plate of like gourmet salami and cheese and pesto. And I just like I had no I mean, an earthquake could have happened. It was like, I don't care. This is all I really care about is right in front of me. So. I ate an amazing meal as much as I wanted to my heart's content, passed out, and that was literally my uh, my first day. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, and you know what? The funny thing is, like, because I was there for an extended period of time, um, you know, every week you kind of started feeling a little bit different about the place, right? The first week. Uh, it's like shocking off. It's, it's like shocking. Everything's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, okay, where, like, where am I? I mean, like, you know, what do I need to do? I mean, there's, you know, there's stuff I had to do, like a SIM card, you know, I had to, I had to go to a Vodafone and like, you know, figure that out. And, um, you know, like just, just, uh, where do I do laundry? How do I pay for laundry? You know, where's the nearest ATM? Why doesn't this ATM work? Like all that stuff. But again, I mean, humans are so adaptable. That was like, definitely the biggest takeaway I took from this thing. It's, and it's good to do something that scares you a little bit. And in the, and you might get that feeling a little bit in the beginning. You're like, Oh my God, I'm, I'm all alone here. Like, you know, this, nobody is really here to help me and I got to just figure it out. But those are the things worth doing in life. The things that like just scare you a little bit. So anyways, I, but I was so just blown away how close I was to the Duomo and I was literally in the center of Florence. And I didn't realize until later that other people who I met were like on the outskirts and yet yeah, it, it does feel very different than like the center of Florence. And so it was just a gift. Like I couldn't have asked for a better apartment or host. And I just, you know, I, oh, so at nighttime really quick on my first day. So I open, <laughs> I open the window and I, uh, I'm like, is that American music upstairs? And so my neighbors, or blasting, uh, Z, you'll know, I forgot the name of the song, but it's the one that's like, I want to know what love is. Like, they're just oh, like, that's all like journey yeah, or I'm something full, like yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was like, oh my God, just, it was hilarious how far I came 
and still all these <laughs> things that reminded me of America, you know, were, were still either the conversation I had or the foreigner, music. foreigner, for, for, oh, that was foreigner. It's foreigner. Yeah. Yes. Amazing song. Amazing. Power uh, ballad. Th- yes. Yes. Thanks for looking that up, Z. Um, so that was kind of my, uh, yeah, my, my first day it was, but it was just, uh, you know, it was exactly how it was supposed to be. And I just loved everything about it. <laughs> Okay, so one of the things you sent me a photo. Yes, you sent me this photo, and there's a talk about this a little bit. There's a there's a table right next to the, your front door. Uh, table. Oh, you you mean did I send you this a while ago, Zen? Yeah, like personally to you. Yes, because next door. Yes. <laughs> Want to talk about? Oh that? yes, yes, yes. Okay. First, I was sorry. First, I was confused because I had a table in my room, which was full of like five chargers. Like, no, I'm talking about like, outside yes, of your front yes. door. <laughs> so, the second you open that door to the building, and I mean, you know, I I've always, I mean, there's something very special has always been special about me about like just Italian doors. They just look amazing. But I open the door, and literally, like right to my left. There's like two stools and a bar and a bar table. And, you know, it's like I was next, literally next door to a bar, which oh was gosh. just amazing. Yeah. If, if you open the door a little bit too hard, you, you, you yeah, might hit the patron. patron. <laughs> right. And it's you got to just see the photo to just see how close uh, how close it was. But um, but you know what? That was also something, too, I noticed was in Italy, like all you need is like two chairs and a table and a shrub and it's like boom you got a bar like (laughs) like that's it you know like people because the streets are so narrow in florence and you know it's an absolute zoo and jungle with like vespas racing back and forth and honking and you know garbage trucks like i almost got taken out by like a bus mirror that was like going the other way than like when i was walking the other way but yeah i mean um how big was the how many people could actually be in that particular bar uh, okay, so it was very, it was very, very small and quaint. But I would say there's probably like fifty, maybe like fifteen or twenty people, and then like right. outside, you know, they have that that uh, table uh, right. there. But it was so cool because every night I would come and you know walk wherever I was uh, walking from, and you know you're like, huh, like who's uh, you know, I'm, I wonder who, you know, when are they going to open? Uh, uh, the bar, you know, today and who's going to sit there and, you know, what kind of conversations are going to happen and, you know, who do I need to say, oh, me scusi, you know, to open the door because I'm literally <laughs> like, like right next to, uh, you know, the bar table. So that was really cool. It was like whenever I went outside immediately nightlife, like right to my, you know, right next door. Right. That's awesome. I have a question. You talked yeah. about so far, you walked around, like you were pretty central enough to walk like, what was yes. it, seven minutes to the Duomo. Did mm-hmm. you use, did you learn how to use a Vespa or did you, you just get around I mean, any other way? <laughs> I, I, oh, it had to be a Vespa, right? <laughs> I, right, right. I would have loved to have, uh, there were so, there were so many things going on that I, you know, cause I still, of course I was thinking like, okay, every day, Whatever I'm doing, I need to get back to my house at four o'clock, you know, to be ready for work. Um, so, and the other thing too is because I woke up super, uh, I'm sorry, I would sleep super late, like two thirty in the morning, sometimes three. I'd have to sleep very late too to like be energized. So I really only had like a couple hours in the day uh, to kind of go out and do things and learn things. 
I'm going to table the Vespa for next time because I, I was planning on learning um, uh, at least having a little experience here before I went there and also with a manual um, stick to learn that here, which I didn't get the chance to do. Vespas so the, don't have sticks. No, I know, but I'm okay. saying... I'm sorry. They, well, no, I mean, the they, they don't have ears. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. But because I was planning on, um, you know, I thought it would be very, it'd be cool if I could, you know, try driving a car there or like, you know, taking at least like a trip on a Vespa or like learning that. But I'm going to table that for sure. Hopefully next time I can at least do one, one or two of those things. But I, yeah, I walked everywhere and we walked, I walked so much that some days I, I, I had to stay in my house cause my feet were hurting <laughs> so bad. And, and I, uh, like the paint of the leather in the insole, like got on, like got on my skin. Like, it was, gosh. <laughs> Oh yeah. my God. And, um, and then I started realizing like shoes that I just wear casually here had like not enough insole support there. Mm. So my heels were like killing me. And I'm like, oh, like this is how women must feel. They're, no. they're fashionable. <laughs> they're fashionable, but not truly walking shoes. Right. Exactly. People learn that quickly. Right. Yes, they do. And, but in Italy, you know, they're, everybody is fashionable and it's always. Uh, um, and they make a good shoe. They make a, they make it definitely make a good shoe. They're, they're like bottom tier shoes you know are like i mean they got all the things that you hope and pray like a decent shoe is going to have you know here in america you know because again like italians that's that's what they expect you know not to say that they don't have brands that are you know a little bit not to that level but i mean if you want quality like you know you're gonna you're gonna find it there you know um oh so speaking of shoes and then emily you mentioned uh leather right yes. uh, we you were talking in your intro so yeah, so Florence was known for their gold and um, leather. I mean, that was like a big part of, you know, what they were known for. And also, um, uh, you know, I mean, that's the Medici family, of course, um, being so wealthy. Actually, if you take their um, their wealth, if you convert it to like today's dollar values, I think it was something insane, like $240 billion, like insane. So of course, gold and leather was like a part, you know, they could fund that. And that was kind of part of the the history. And the Arno River was the the key to all that, to treating and right. tanning the leather and everything. Um, and that's why when you walk down Ponte Vecchio, of course, which is old bridge, um, you see all the gold that is lined up on, you know, I mean, just head to toe, like <laughs> the whole entire thing, it's all gold. And then of course, every corner you turn, is a leather shop and they all look the same. Um, and you know, just purses like spilling leather purses, like <laughs> spilling out of the stores. I mean, it's like, almost like you just, you go in there, you'll, you'll, you could look like for two hours just at every single, uh, oh, person. Sure. Yeah. And, and, you know, of course there's, there's a, there's a tourist stuff too, where it's like, yeah, they're, they're like amazing quality for here. But like, if you want the best of the best, you're not going to go to those like as showy places, you know, right. and that also includes gelato too. So a lot of people don't know this. And I learned this on my tour, um, with a fabulous, uh, young lady named Martina, who I'll talk about in a bit. Um, the, the gelato that's like, you know, you, you go and you see like those, uh, windows and the gelato is just like spilling out of the containers and those beautiful, you know, they have like the pineapple and like the, all the mm -hmm. fruits, like just, just, so those are, those are really for tourists because gelato <laughs> actually is not supposed to be that to keep it that 
uh, cold and to be able to be that exposed, they have to make the temperature super cold, which I think forms like ice particles. So right. it's not like a it's not like a pure gelato because then you start tasting like chunks of ice and you know it's just not. So real gelato is like covered in metal tins. Right. Yes. Uh, yeah. And I learned so, this too on TikTok. Oh, you did? Oh, oh, oh TikTok. Great. I know. That's where I get all my news these Perfect. days. But yeah, that's so yeah. fascinating to me because like you yes. would think that the one that looks the prettiest is the best because- I know. And and it's such an iconic <laughs> thing. And I was like, I was like, what do you mean? Like this isn't gelato. And they're mm-hmm. like- they're like, no, like the real good stuff doesn't, this is for well, you. <clears throat> she was like, this is for you guys. I'm like, oh. <laughs> and, and strangely, <clears throat> you know, like all of the things that we, in the United States, we considered like rich, you know? So the things like, they don't put eggs in theirs. Yes. And in yeah. addition to like, you know, the thing is you th- in the United States, we think, oh, cream with all the fat. They put in things, more milk, maybe a little tiny cream mm-hmm. versus in the United States, we put all mostly cream, ice cream and a right. little bit of milk. Mm-hmm. And you would think, oh, no, it should be much creamier with you know the lots opposite. of fat. It's right. the opposite. And it's a slower temperature. And it's like, but the, it's incredible, the difference. I know. I know. I know. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, and, uh, yeah. So, I mean, you know, even the leather too, you know, they're like, well, like, yeah, like they have, you know, those stores have decent things, but if you want like the good stuff, you know, go to this store, I recommend this place. So that's why getting a tour guide, you know, it really can be worth its weight in gold because even just a couple hours or even like one hour, two hours with them with the right tour guide, like they will tell you all the secrets of the city, where to go, where not to go, what to try. Um, so, I mean, that was, that was one of the best things I did. And you just appreciate the, like, I appreciated Florence so much more just knowing, trying to learn as much of, uh, the history of like, why does this building look like this? Or like, why is this, you know, strange thing like over here? Or um, what's, you know, how did this food like become a thing in Italy? And once you know, I mean, you're just your experience and your appreciation and fascination just exponentially goes up, you know? Oh, yeah. Right. So, um, so did, okay. So like you were talking about the Duomo and such. I mean, yes. were you going to those things consistently or were you seeing things that most people would miss? And if you did see things that most people would miss, what are those types yes, of things? That's a great question. So of course, um, so on my previous trip, I did a couple, a couple things that, um, you know, were like more like the, okay, when you're here, like, of course you got to see this, you got to see this, you know? Um, and so this time I wanted to be like, okay, well, I want to do the, th- I want to experience those things, you know, if I didn't get to before, but at the same time, I want to, um, I, you know, I want to do the things that maybe a lot of people don't know or don't, uh, haven't seen. Right. So one place that I frequented a lot, which was just an amazing walk. And actually, I, I guess we could call it like the Tour de Chant because, well, I, mean, I gotta <laughs> find, I gotta find the Italian. It's like Passaggio del, uh, you know, del Chant or something. But, um, I figured out, I did this path that I would regularly do because, you know, it's like at the end of the day, when you go outside, like, you know, Florence is a very small, very small city. And so it's very possible to see a lot in a very short amount of time. Um, but what I did is I would take like certain walks, um, you know, outside, outside my, uh, my flat, I'd go see, um, I, th- I think it was, uh, 
it was either like Santa Maria Novella and then I would turn around and then I'd go to Ponte Vecchio and then I'd uh, walk up the hills, um, you know, where Piazzale de Michelangelo is. And I, I wish I could show you guys uh, photos and I'd be more than happy if anybody wants to go to Florence to do the, the walk I do because in, in, I think I timed it like in an hour and a half, you can see a lot of what I consider are like a good feel for the city. But one place I think is very underrated. It's called uh, San Miniato al Monte. And everybody goes to Piazzale de Michelangelo, which is a phenomenal place where you can see the whole entire, I mean, it's just gorgeous, the whole entire city. I mean, from an aerial view. And people, you know, they like just sit on the stairs and talk. They do like, you know, late night strolls over there, which are super romantic. Um, they'll, you know, you can, there's gelato there. You can eat and, and just hang out with friends or whatever. But this place, if you go a little bit further, um, more to the right, you can actually go higher than that. And that's San Miniato al Monte. And um, there's a cathedral there that um, is, uh, I think it was in honor of Michelangelo or some connection. I'm not remembering exactly uh, what, but it's also a cemetery as well. But if you go there, you see this just, I mean, it's almost like the top that the highest point I think you can see of like the whole entire city. So, and then when you go on your way down, then you can go to Piazzale di Michelangelo and then go down into the city and then go to the Duomo. So that was one place I loved uh, going um, there was another place called Boboli Gardens, which was extremely beautiful. Um, and uh, between those two, I mean, I frequented there a lot and went there a lot, but it was just so convenient because, you know, I didn't have to, I just could walk there anytime and, um, you know, it wasn't too far. And, and every time I came back, I tried to go like a different um, passage, you know, like, oh, instead of going down this way, like, even though it's beautiful, let me try going down here, you know, see what's, see what's over there. Um, let me see. Uh, any, any other things that I can think of that were kind of underrated, you know, just like going out in the city at night, you know, late, late at night when like not a lot of people are out. I, I think that's just such a cool thing to do because, you know, most people are either sleeping or kind of retiring for the night. But when you go and you see Ponte Vecchio, like just quiet, you know, and you just hear the river, like the Arno River, just going through. And uh, even going to Piazzale di Michelangelo, like at night, I mean, it's just a whole different beast, you know. And um, when there's not a lot of noise and not, not a lot of tourists around, um, I think that's something everybody should uh, should definitely do when they're when they're in Florence or, or any place for that matter. How was tourism? I mean, you went between uh, Thanksgiving and, and, yeah. and Christmas, New Year's, essentially. Yes. And, yes. and, and, uh, what was the, uh, how was tourism at that point? I mean, you're kind of in the hot spot of, yeah, yeah. right, <laughs> right. Yeah. So, so, you know, it's hard because <clears throat> I, I'm, I just have a comparison from last time, right. Mm -hmm. Uh, when I was there and of course it's the winter months, so it's definitely not as, as crowded as, um, as like the summertime when like, you know, usually right. people are going right. But no, for sure. There were definitely a lot of people. It, it definitely got more crowded during Christmas time. Of course, when they mm -hmm. put a beautiful Christmas tree, like right near the Duomo. Um, and uh, <laughs> yeah, so, so it was, I mean, people are taking selfies left and right. And you're just, you know, me as a local now there, 
um, during the time, it's like, you know, I had to navigate through, the, through that and be like, all right, there's going to be a ton of people here. Like, you know, I just got to go through or, you know, find an apartment. Oh, uh, tourists. That's yeah, what you yeah. were saying. Uh, <laughs> uh, tourists. Uh, tourists. Yeah, ex- exactly. Um, but yeah, there were definitely a fair, given the circumstances of everything, I was uh, very surprised that there were quite a, quite a few people there too. But then I was like, of course, there's going to be people here because you know it's florence you know I'm like well, right. what, what else was i thinking yeah um so so uh all in all yeah it definitely ebbed and flowed a little bit but i i think the winter time actually is a very it's a really cool time to experience the city in a, a little different uh way you know and everyone's wearing their fabulous jackets you know and boots and you just get to see that whole uh line of fashion come out you know <laughs> yeah oh speaking of like what did you pack or how did you pack and how cold was it during the winter? Yeah, that's a great question. So, so I did, okay. The weather was actually amazing. I mean, there were a couple nights when I was like, okay, it's officially cold, but I mean, for the, (laughs) for the most part though, it was, I was shocked. So when I was there, I mean, half the time I was kind of just in, uh, um, like a V-neck t-shirt, um, just like walking around with like a light jacket. Um, I definitely planned on buying things there. So I said, you know, when I'm there, I want to get like a nice pair of shoes. I want to get like a nice, uh, you know, jacket. And so um, I tried to pack kind of light and bring like the most versatile uh, things I could. And then you, and then it's really funny. You start to learn these hacks too. Like, okay, maybe you want to be warm, but you know, you're going to be hot, like as you're walking. Right. So to prevent that, like, you know, I started unbuttoning like my, uh, jacket, um, my wrist cuffs. So then like air would flow through. So you just start thinking like all these small, uh, things that just al- <laughs> allow you to like enjoy your routine as much as possible, but not have to like make more work for yourself or think like, okay, I got to pack this or bring this or whatever. Um, I mean, you know, and Zen, you'll laugh at this and appreciate this being a, a video guy, but, um, I would actually, I thought of ways to like, how am I going to film stuff, you know, uh, like with my phone. And, um, so I started putting a, I started putting a rubber band around my hand with my phone, which not only was great to just take quick shots, but it actually stabilized the shots so much more because it's, it's like that elastic is, uh, you know, kind of taking the impact when you're bouncing, walking back and forth. So it, it was funny. I'd like, as the weeks went by, I started kind of doing these little tweaks that made my life, um, uh, a lot easier, but, but yeah, fashion wise and clothing wise, I packed very light because I expected to buy things there. And I actually paid for an extra, uh, luggage. Cause I, you know, I knew of course, of course I'm, I'm coming home with, uh, with stuff, you know? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. So like, this is the city that broke my friend Sean here. So <laughs> yes, I'm going yes. to tell you why it's <laughs> Sean. For years, I have yes. never seen someone so dedicated to a low-carb <laughs> diet. Yes. And I understand, after our conversation, that somehow the city broke it, you. It broke totally, you. Bro- it totally it broke, broke you. <laughs> so wh- why don't you tell me a little bit – why don't you tell us a little bit about – is yes. there some local foods specific to Florence? Is there um, – just you know, talk yeah. a little bit about the food here. Sure, sure. What should we be looking out for? Also, yeah. what's your go-to gelato flavor? Oh, yeah. yeah. Did you try okay. all of them? <laughs> I know, I know. So um, – Okay, so Florence is known for um, tripa or tripe, which is Florent- Florentine tripe, which is 
it's an acquired taste because it's it's actually the lining of uh like cow intestine yeah. and um I personally loved it. I mean, I could not get enough because <laughs> it's just such a hearty meal. And like, you know, I mean, they made, you know, these, and, and, and so in Florence, their, their tripa, I think has a, a tomato uh, base to it. So it's a little bit different than other. And it's really cool. All these cities in, in uh, Italy, they'll do like their little, you know, twist to something, right? Like, like, for example, the gelato in Florence, of course, is great. But like, if you want like one of the best, you know, the really good stuff, uh, you you know you go to like San Gimignano or at least that's one of them which I actually did go to and I I saved my gelato actually experience for San Gimignano which I had uh, it was like an almond um, uh, like an almond vanilla something um, and I can't remember the third ingredient but I tried it and I was like this is just yeah this this is this this is great so but but anyway so so i'm sorry going back to the food yes so the the florentine uh tripa or tripe is fantastic i definitely recommend everybody to uh try that um and uh they have um they have something else called lampredotto which they're also known known for which is fantastic as well um but the, between those two things, I would say if you want to try like something very, very Florentine, uh, you should try those. Cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. Did you did you try any actual pasta when you were there? <laughs> yes. So so you so you have to. I had to be very. So here's the thing. It almost started becoming like, I mean, because I haven't had like a decent plate of bread of carbs in like years. <laughs> So I was like, I don't know what's going to happen oh, no. to me. Like, <laughs> yeah. what, what if I like, you know, what if I OD, like I, I mean, God forbid, but like I pass out like in my apartment, like nobody, nobody knows because Sean <laughs> ate pasta, you know. Slipped into a diabetic shock because your body's <laughs> yeah, not used to all exactly. the carbs. So I was like, okay, I want to just be careful. Like, even though I, I want to, you know, really enjoy very soon. So like the first day I was like, okay, I'm just going to have like a little bit of pasta see how I feel. And of course it was like, Oh my God, like this is just so good. And so I worked my way. Thankfully I felt fine. Nothing bad at all. Um, but I just, I eased my way into it. And then after about like a week or so, I was like, okay, I think, I think my body's, uh, kind of handled it. And, uh, I tried like every single possible pasta and, um, they, was uh, there one that you like in particular, like a shape or a size or yes, fresh so, or, um, so the one, so of course, um, let me see. I had squid ink pasta, which was, uh, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Like just, it's just so good. Um, and then of course, um, oh, black truffle, like infused pasta. I mean, come on, like, like truffles are just like a cheat code for food. Like anything <laughs> you put it on, it will just expand. Yes. And, and cause I didn't really experience like that. I mean, you know, where are you going to go to like buy like black truffle oil? Like you go over there at their conads and they got them like on every aisle, you know, and like legit black truffle oil. Um, so I started pouring that on like everything, <laughs> like pasta, bread, like, you know, uh, tripa, like anything I could. Um, but they have so many different, pasta uh flavors and styles and uh zen i actually i bought one i was like oh this looks interesting it was green and it's like kanapa on it and i didn't think at the time but when i brought it over um to my cousins as a gift in france when i went to go see them real quick they were like 
is this marijuana? And I was like, no, my God, it is. And then I looked at the back and there was like a, like a, you know, cannabis leaf canapa. And I was like, oh my God, I literally brought marijuana pasta for the kids to try. (laughs) Which was, you you crossed international borders with it. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. They could put you in jail and throw away the key, my friend. I I had no idea. I had no idea. I promise. So, um, but, but yeah, there's like, there's so many different brands. Um, even, even their, store-bought like pasta which is like a dollar something guys it's it's just amazing why are the Um, kids so chill (laughs) oh right yeah why are the kids so chill chill? have you heard the kids recently what the hell happened (laughs) yeah exactly exactly um so of course i learned you know how to make al dente um and there's like very simple things you can do to just make your pasta exponentially better now of course i'm very picky about pasta but Wholesome Choice actually has pasta that I found. Uh, I think the brand is Fabianelli, and uh, it's made in Abruzzo. I think Abruzzo. So I checked on the back, and it was like made in Italy, packed. I was like, wow. So truth be told, I actually do have at least the best I can find here, something that seems legit from Italy as far as pasta goes. So I'd be more than happy to share the location where, and where I found it and how you can get it. <laughs> we're going to go to Italy in L.A. <gasps> I yes. love Italy. Okay. Yes. Oh if you want to get it, that's that's where to get it is Italy. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. Okay. Um, so is there a – so those are your favorite pasta. I mean like was there anything like a shape or size or was that kind uh, of – You know, I, um, I love – I like more of like the um, – uh, I mean, it just depends. There's so Zen. There's so many different shapes, so many different yeah. sizes and cuts and everything. I mean, me, I kind of like the thicker stuff too. Also, because I feel like it's a little easier to cook it al dente too, because you won't overcook it because it's it's thicker. Um, so like linguine, I love you know fettuccine. Like okay, you know those are fantastic. Uh, the classics, the classics, yeah. Uh, but there are some store bought brands that I tried a couple, and I was like, okay, I think this one takes the cake, and I asked the cashier lady and she said yeah that's that's like known to be like one of the uh one of the good ones and i'll get the name you know i'd be more than happy to share a document of like all this stuff later uh, i haven't seen you recently so are you like 300 pounds now <laughs> <laughs> so that was so that was my other worry was like am i gonna look completely different after i break my um you know my uh my, my keto uh uh you know marathon that i've been doing that i've been doing um no so I mean, luckily, I probably gained a couple <laughs> couple pounds, but no, more or less, you're gonna you're gonna recognize me. But I, okay. yeah, I attribute I attribute that though a lot because since I still do intermittent fasting, like I just don't eat a you know breakfast. So I mean, I'm basically just having a big lunch, and and Italians too breakfast. I mean, it's very it's not as big of a meal. It's kind of like you go in, you take a shot of coffee. Literally, like they have coffee bars. You just stand, take your shot, and go. Like there's no, there's no Starbucks like lounge and, you know, like it's, it's like you just go, you know, you, you take your shot and then leave. And like, are you an espresso drinker now? By you chance? know, you know, I, I, okay. So here's the unfortunate thing is I tried and I started really getting like the jitters. I could <laughs> and I was like, okay, maybe I need to just try this again, but really ease into it. Like I did with the pasta. Cause I, cause it was hard to kind of like 
you know, you're either drinking the espresso, espresso or not, right? So, right. Um, so it was you a just bit slowly became jittery. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. Well, you know what, Shot? You know, this our podcast is getting a little bit long. Maybe we yes, need to yes. do a part two on you, this. You got it. It's that, and I and I apologize. <laughs> I was trying to rush through everything, and my no, mind no, no, no. Going. So we, I, I think I was we, a little scatterbrained. I, I oh, apologize because no, like trying to fit everything so, in one hour. Totally fine. Let, yeah, I mean, you spent like over a month there. You can only yeah discuss so much within yeah, an right, hour. <laughs> right, right, right. One minute per day. One yes. minute per day, or like two well, minutes per day. <laughs> you know, uh, we, yeah. Because the thing is, like, I think we have a lot more questions. We could do a part two. Maybe we'll come back to it. In yeah, a week, or that'd be amazing. We could do it back to back, or we can come to it like in a week or two. But like, there's a lot of things. Like, you know, I think a lot of people are interested in finding out. It's like, you know, like how hard was it to get into Italy? How yeah. hard? Yeah, you got some great stories. I know um, we oh, talked about it, like trying stories. to get out of the country. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> home, and and so uh, yeah. so I think there's we, we this has we we need to come back and revisit that. Totally, <laughs> I'd be more yeah. than I'd be more than happy yeah. to. Okay, so like Sounds let's good. let's try maybe <laughs> skip a week and we'll come back or we'll see if we got time next week. You got it. Okay, All so right. well. Um, that's, I mean, you heard it from Zen. That is the end to our part one now of Florence Revisited with Shant. <laughs> we hope you had as much fun and learned some new things like we did. Let us know what you think. You can contact us on our social media channels where you can find photos of our adventures from around the world, interesting articles, and more. Also, if you're newer to our podcast, check out some of our older destinations on places like washington dc london france of course the first time sean went to visit um florence and then also we have some other topical ones that what you should throw in your suitcase or maybe what you shouldn't bring to it uh, to france like marijuana pasta meet us in paris is a university of california irvine division of continuing education production if you need a career boost looking to increase your workplace knowledge or seeking a new profession, check them out at ce.uci.edu for their professional courses. And thanks again for tuning in. Bye. Grazie mille. Ciao.